Welcome to High Dose, Runners High's very own podcast. In this podcast, we talk to runners, get a sneak peek into their inspiring fitness journeys, get some practical tips that can help us become stronger, and discuss pretty much anything and everything related to running. My name is Sharanya and I'm your host on the second episode of High Dose. This week, we talk to Anandita, AB to her friends, who has been with Runners High since 2013. She is mother to 16-year-old Dia and has run two full and several half marathons since she began her running journey. Anandita tells us about the balance and structure that running brings to her life and talks about the importance for mothers and others to put their health and well-being first. I was inspired by her story and I hope you will be too. So, let's get started. Hi Anandita, welcome to the second episode of High Dose. To start off, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and your uh, journey into fitness. So, uh, throughout my uh, childhood, I was a very sedentary child, never played any games even don't know how to play badminton or carom like most children my age would at that time um, so I did not really start uh, my fitness journey uh, in my childhood <laughs> pretty much uh, laced through it and focused more on reading books all fiction no academics um, but as I grew up I realized that it was really important to uh, lose some of the weight that I put on during my board exams and I joined Taekwondo and that's where it started um, and ever since I have been trying it out in various flavors uh, but 10 years ago I signed up for an event that my company back then was sponsoring um, the Whitefield Midnight Marathon I did not know the marathon distance, distance meant something other than just a run and I actually signed up for a 5k and felt very winded uh, about a kilometer into the run and I was very disappointed with myself because by then I had started going to the gym working out I was a young mother as well so I, I felt disappointed and I said okay I have to tackle this how can I not even run one kilometer this was uh, 2008 December and from then on uh, about for a year I ran on my own uh, ran the TCS 10k uh, again ran another 10k and then Vasu, one of our fellow runners back then said you know how how are you running just these things on doing these things on your own why don't you join my group runners high and I called up uh, Santosh um, and that's how it started in about uh, I think 2012 or 13 13 it was uh, I joined runners high and ever since I have been on a high <laughs> two marathons uh, full marathons but uh, you know mostly half marathons right. wow that's fascinating and uh, it's interesting to see that you got to running or uh, started your fitness journey once you became a mother um, how was that like um, what was the process of, kind of <laughs> yourself out of the house and getting out regularly to kind of focus on yourself yeah. see I think uh, a lot of runners that you come across are already, uh, you know, uh, 
older adults if i may call them so or yolds young olds the so, reason is that it requires a lot of time and sharana you are very young but uh, i can tell you that at least 60 70% of us are uh, no longer in the very young bracket the reason right. is you need time and space for yourself so once uh, i had dia my daughter in 2004 i i put on actually 22 kgs during my pregnancy and i was 84 kgs the day i delivered uh, baby came out i was still 74 kilograms uh and then we went for a vacation because i was really bugged staying at home and then the pictures at th- in those times we did not have uh, uh, phone cameras that were very efficient or good phone cameras so we got the prints developed we got a cd at, i mean i'm dating myself now because it was so long ago um and then i saw who's this woman on the beach with my husband and that was me uh it was like a beached whale to be and i did not recognize the person there and i immediately called the gym and i said talwalkars can i lose to 10 kgs and signed up for a program so that's how it started uh it is very tough because you have a young child to look after and every moment that you're away from the child is a guilt uh by the equal ratio or compounded ratio and uh, yet you want to feel like a person again uh, with your own self uh, somewhere at the back of your mind wanting to come back uh, so that's how it actually started for me after i had dia right and um, yeah that's very true i think uh, for a lot of us running just gives us that space to be just with ourselves right um i wonder if, uh, you know over time how do you how do you keep yourself motivated to keep you know getting out of the house and keep at it i'm sure it's quite challenging to manage things at home at work with uh, with a child how do you kind of make the time continue to make that time yeah i think uh, the best part of uh, running is that you forget who you are during that uh, moment and during that run your focus is on kilometer after kilometer so you are no longer uh, somebody's mom of course you are can't escape from that ever but for that moment you are your own person it's just your body your legs your mileage and everything and that really motivates you to get out uh, it also helps with the guilt because that feeling is so uh, so ethereal so divine sublime if i could use a better superlative or an adjective i would uh, so that helps the Uh, the biggest thing that helps is having an ecosystem that can help you uh through work and not just for running but i think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves thing no one is going to give you a medal for cooking cleaning taking care of baby going to work and running so you can outsource some of this stuff uh i i was very lucky to have a very nice uh, cook um very supportive uh, in-laws husband um In fact for some time a couple of years Dia also started running and that was the time my husband took to running so then it became a lot easier uh, also good that I had Dia little young so uh, you know she grew up and now she doesn't need me to be around as much so it's easier it it gets easier but the first step is to look around yourself and say which of the things that I'm doing uh, are for the sake of uh appearances or my own guilt so assuaging your guilt you're feeding it actually if you're saying that oh i'm a bad mother because i did not make my baby the best uh breakfast possible or lunch possible you are just giving into 
uh, guilt and in fact feeding it so think of what your core competencies are are you a homemaker okay so how much time do you have left for yourself are you a working person uh, what is it that you can outsource to your support so build good support systems is what i learned early on and that's really helped me right i think uh, it also matters a lot you know what you grew up seeing so in my family like my mother always put herself last so it it was a journey for me to kind of uh, realize that you know it's it's okay to focus on yourself so for you was that a journey coming to this clarity of you know what it means to be a good mother because a lot of young mothers i'm sure you know are struggling with this these kind of pressures See the uh, previous generation. This is typical of them, all of them. My mother was a working woman too, but I don't know what virtue she saw in piling on everything on herself, including housework, outside work, buying things, uh, all of that. So again, you know, it's all it's one society and it's our conditioning growing up. Uh, parents from a, from every generation try to uh, make their children realize that they are they. they as themselves are very important and that has actually grown through the generations in india as we moved away from uh, you know a, a joint family to a more nuclear mode uh, children became the centerpiece of the household all the decisions are now focused around the child one or two of them and i think uh, while that has its own issues i think one thing it does is that it puts in individual individuality into the child so uh, the values of a joint family versus the values of a nuclear family i would say that is actually taking the women a little uh, farther away from the guilt because now if you look in my daughter she's brought up with zero guilt she's not brought up to think that she is going to have to produce uh, freshly cooked food or uh, samosas from scratch so and neither was i but then there was this expectation that you will cook so you learn cooking early on mainly to help your mother because you see her slaving around so i think it's a generational thing uh, and uh, as much as i can try to be a good parent i do uh, i mean and there's no yardstick for it the, the most important thing to remember is no one but yourself is the yardstick of how much uh parenting goes into your child it's not a measure of time i think it's a measure of quality it's a measure of uh, your individual needs also so the child will fly you know uh, the they will the young ones uh, get their wings and they learn to fly and what does that leave us with so i think a little bit bit of uh, self above uh, everybody so that you can be happy and not be angry and frustrated and bitter uh really helps very well said um i uh, would like to know more about um you know your uh, journey with rh as a community you know one thing that rh also uh, you know provides is a community of people like you but also people who are who are different and have their different journeys so yeah. if you would like to share a little bit about you know what has been your learning in rh with the community meeting all these different people with their own journeys so i think uh, 50% at least and i'm just throwing this number uh, of rh women are mothers and uh, which is a great testament to the fact that this community has been able to nurture uh, bring in to the fold include and sustain uh, running mothers and that uh, you will also see reflecting in 
many of the children uh, accompanying or joining or at least showing up sometimes during our runs so i think uh, uh, what rh does is it provides a safe structure it provides a safe environment as opposed to uh, me going up going and getting up at 5 o'clock to some uh, location i i my husband and my family even before my husband started running he knew that there was a supportive community he did not have to worry about my safety uh, i mean it's still very prevalent you know uh, women runners uh, all over the world uh, i was reading some articles on runners world also especially in the developed countries being attacked luckily uh, we, we don't have such a bad situation because we're generally very careful uh, but with rh there's an added layer of support there is an added layer of uh, regimen and i'm a very regimental person uh, myself so i love the order and structure of the program i love the feeling that you can talk to people um physios uh, you know fellow runners who are doctors uh, gynecologists uh, in our running community uh, experienced coaches role models like chandra uh, they're all uh, great role models who we can actually uh, look at aspire to become and draw uh, support from and that really helps right i definitely uh, get very inspired talking to people like you and you know other mothers uh, people who are so busy in their uh, personal lives but uh, make the time to you know get up in the morning at 5 and uh, get out there and run 20 kilometers uh, what would your um, advice be for uh, either young mothers looking to start running or you know even people like me who sometimes struggle to make the time uh, uh, what would you uh, you know advise us uh our uh, chief runner santosh says um you know just get up and come and the rest will we will make happen i think that's true for everyone that split second where the million voices in your head say let's sleep for some more time why is it important just kill that voice for that uh point in time 10 seconds don't hit the snooze button just get up just get your feet on the ground and your body up i think the rest follows um but uh, that said a good night's rest is really really important um the entry of uh, netflix and other ott platforms and our ever present uh, mobile phones next to the bedside are a big challenge when it comes to early sleeping but i think early sleeping patterns um really support early wake up patterns so uh, that's really important to have a rhythm um and sometimes when i get stressed at work i find it difficult to sleep just like last night i found it very difficult to sleep because i was thinking about work a lot uh so again running helps with that but then uh you know sometimes just uh trying to cancel everything that's noise by a certain time you know if you need 8 hours get into bed by 9:30 and then figure out whatever you have to figure out for 10 minutes and then sleep just sleep and then you can wake up better <laughs> right that's that's great advice and um i'm sure a lot of us will um kind of take inspiration from what you've told us and try to not snooze in the morning and put up put up feet <laughs> down on the floor immediately when the alarm rings uh that's definitely the first goal i think uh thank you so much anandita it was lovely speaking with you it's and, a pleasure uh, sharanya likewise thank you And with that we come to the end of episode 2 of High Dose. 
Runners High's very own podcast. I would like to thank Anandita for spending this time talking to me, and I would like to thank all your listeners for tuning in. We'll be back very soon with episode three, and we hope you'll join us. Till then, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep running.